0: platform step up and and speak out
1: Used to having my earphones, let's get let's get started again. I was speaking without the fader down. Yes, it's a ZFM Stereo. My station, your station, the hottest radio in town. The name is Larry I Broadcasting out of Harare, the frequency being one hundred six point four. Mutarashanga, the frequency is ninety seven point six. Nyanga, ninety eight point two. Uh, Kadoma, one hundred five point two. And if you listen to me from my hometown, Bulawayo, one hundred six point seven. And uh, also over the internet is www.zfmstereo.co.zw. Uh, on a weekend weekend after which elections took place and uh, I know that a lot of you took part in the plebiscite in finding out what you wanted to know about uh, in as far as the elections are concerned so you or rather who you wanted to choose in as far as the elections are concerned so uh, what what I uh, what I uh, just to, to give you a background for today's show. Uh, Sundays uh, uh, last Saturday's rather, the legislative and municipal by-elections have been done and, and results are out, and it's time for the elector to start executing their duties. Uh, there were reports that there was uh, voter apathy and irregularities such as people being turned away from uh, polling stations and others uh, they're discovering their names had been uh, moved to, uh, to different polling stations. The uh, Elections were conducted in 28 parliamentary and 122 local government seats that fell vacant following the recalls of MDC uh, alliance legislators and councillors, as well as some of them falling vacant after the death of councillors and legisl- legislators who had been voted into office in 2018. Citizens for Coalition Change, uh, Citizens Coalition for Change, emerged the biggest winner in uh, in the Saturday by-elections. After winning in 22 and 28 National Assembly seats, official results announced by uh, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission, or ZEC, showed us. Now, in today's show, we're going to have a a post-mortem, if you want to call it, And uh, first of all, in the first uh, part of the show, I'm going to have a discussion with Takunda Tsunga, the legal uh, and uh, advocacy officer at uh, Election Resource Center. And then a little bit later, we'll we'll have a chat with the ZEX spokesperson Jasper Mangwala is going to join us over the phone uh, after about five minutes past the hour of eight o'clock. We are with you until half past the uh, hour of eight, uh, 0731 168045. That is the WhatsApp number. You can get in touch with me in the studio so we can unpack this story to get this uh, issue together. First of all, starting off with you, um, uh, Takunda, uh, what's your assessment of the March 26th uh, by-election?
2: Oh, well, thank you for having me on the show um, and I think as an assessment of, of the March 26th by-election It needs to be taken holistically You need um, a reflection on the pre-election um, day environment Where you look at all um, the activities leading up to the by-election itself And then an analysis as well of the conduct of the by-elections on election day, and these all need to be taken into account to give a true assessment of how, um, how, how how well the by
1: elections were conducted. So, are you saying at this stage, is it a bit too early, or do you have some indications of your assessment so far?
2: I think, um, as the ERC and in partnership with ZESN, uh, the Zimbabwe Electoral Support Network, we published um, a, a post election statement where we detailed um, certain aspects around the conduct of the, the by-election themselves. And I think, taking into consideration the the pre-election environment, the environment was not necessarily conducive for a free and fair um, election. We had a number of cases where electoral violence was um, documented, we have um, the unfortunate passing of a CCC supporter in Queque. We've got numerous cases of um, actual violence and intimidation directed at candidates themselves. We've got cases of vote buying, traditional leader involvement in 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 in, in, in partisan politics, um, and then we have issues around the voters' role, where the credibility of the voters' role itself was. Um, Subjected to questioning So I think the pre-election environment Itself was not necessarily conducive For a free and fair um, Credible elections Because as we all know Elections are a process They're not an event And all these conditions need to be um, Taken into account When assessing how credible an election was And then in terms of In terms of election day There are a number of um, Issues that um, Arose in terms of the administration of the elections themselves however generally we can actually say that the elections were peaceful and calm on election day um there were no uh cases of outright violence which were noted by the erc and jason themselves however there are certain issues around the administration of the elections themselves that raised a few eyebrows
1: so when we talk about uh, some of the things you say there may have been Issues Are these issues that are, that are on one side? Is it something that you say uh, there were uh, certain issues? You gave examples of violence and things of that nature and intimidation, you say direct intimidation of of candidates. Is it something that was one-sided or was this something that you could accuse people across the board?
2: I think in terms of, of, of the pre-election environment, what we witnessed was a systematic denial of opposition parties to openly campaign in in, in 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 the electoral processes, where on five instances, the Zimbabwe Republic police actually denied the CCC uh, campaign team access to various stadia stadiums where they wanted to hold rallies um, we 've got a case in airport where uh, lead the political party lead led by uh, Linda Masarira, where the candidate was also um, denied access to Campaign. We also noted a case of the MDC Alliance, where the Epworth candidate, Azira Mateo as well, was subjected to um, violence in in during his campaigns. And I think this all shows that it was a systematic and targeted uh, targeted campaign against opposition politics, which was more concerning because. Um, Noting our political history, these are issues which we have continually called on the Electoral uh, Commission and Parliament itself to initiate and implement
1: the necessary for reforms to create an environment which is conducive for open participation. 0731-168045. 731 To get in touch with me, the studio, let's have a discussion. Like, tell me if you want to vote, did you face any issues? I know right now a lot of the talk, things we talk about were things that happened in Harare, but if you're in Cholocho, uh, if you were, which, where our frequency is 97.9, thank you for listening to us from there, if you're in uh, Nyanga, wherever you were, up Paso Puntare, Bulawa, you're aware. Uh, how did the election go? for you how was the voting experience did you face any difficulties i made reference to the fact earlier and has been talked about in here that the environment before might not have been great but also there were issues that were there uh, in in connection with uh, polling stations and things of that nature just to remind you that at uh, about five minutes past the hour of 8 o'clock, we will have a chance to talk to the Zex, the Zimbabwe Electoral, Electoral Commission spokesperson Jasma Bongwana and he will give us indications of what lessons they might have seen or what issues they have seen. Pretty much the same questions that I'm having uh, and discussing with, in the studio with Takunda Tsunga. Now, the next thing I was going to ask, are there any lessons that you think uh, could be picked up from this particular by-election?
2: Um, so, in terms of uh, lessons learned, I think there were a few issues if i may say that were raised by um, the erc and Zessin in terms of the administration of elections on the day um there was an issue around the indelible ink which is the ink that uh is used when someone votes there was a late distribution of the ink which is noted in certain areas um the ink that was used itself was not was easily fading away and this raised concerns and alarm because Ensuring one man, one vote, one woman, one vote only happens when there's a means of verifying whether a person has voted or not, and I think there was issues around the indelible ink we noted um we noted uh, high turned away voters in Tassa South constituency and binga North constituencies. We also noted a high number of assisted voters in Chile South and binga North, and these are issues that raise questions around free participation in these processes because where you have citizens being bused to particular polling stations um, and then those polling stations themselves have um st- statistically they have a different um a different um analysis or different polling station results than other constituencies and other polling stations within those constituencies, then it raises questions as to was uh, was the electoral process at that particular station, was the electoral process carried out by those particular sister citizens who were bused to particular polling stations, whether their uh, vote was credible, whether they did not face forms of intimidation or coercion, if I may put it, regarding those... Um, polling stations, because in Mutasa South, generally the voter turnout was around 30%, 30 to 35% in the whole constituency, but you have uh, approximately four to five polling stations where turnout was over 65% in those particular polling stations. And then in those particular polling stations, the vote was over 90% for um, ZANU-PF. But in those polling stations themselves, we noted that a a high number of uh, the citizens who came to cast their vote were actually um, transported there so these call into question the credibility of uh, the votes cost within those areas and the conditions that these people who were actually bused to these polling stations were facing
1: so um i know this is a bit of left field i mean there's discussions around this so you have on um, international platforms Around issues where, if you go to the United States, somebody will ask, there's nothing wrong with busing people to elections. If you go to the United States, Mayor Bloomberg, uh, I think, in the last election will say, if you want to vote and you're a Democrat, uh, I can give you transport to go and get vote. Because you might be working on that day, and therefore I'm just providing you transport for to to cast a vote that you want. So... Are those necessarily indicators to show that the election wasn't necessarily uh, pure just because somebody gave somebody else transport?
2: Um, the basis of any credible election is around the integrity of the process itself, the integrity around the votes cast. So to ensure integrity, we need to take um, a broad analysis of our historical context in Zimbabwe, and historically, we know that Zimbabwe is an is is a country, or is a democracy, which has been, which has been affected by um, citizen coercion, which has been affected by uh, intimidation, which has been affected by state um, led intimidation and violence, and all these issues affect um, the integrity of. Uh, Once uh, the integrity of an election, so when you see uh, when you see rural people who, in terms of elections, they are a vulnerable community because they face widespread. Historically, they face widespread intimidation. They've been uh, they've been subjected to vote buying or bribery, if I may say, where candidates actually coerce their votes through the distribution of uh, food aid, through the distribution of partisan, I mean, presidential inputs. So I think there's a need to protect this community and to ensure that the integrity of their vote stands and I think highlighting these issues does not necessarily mean that it's illegal, but it it it's, it's, it comes as a need to ensure that the
1: integrity of their vote stands no, but but I get that, and uh, you make a valid point in that. My question was simply to say if i if say you're talking about the vulnerable people in rural areas or trying to get to whatever area they're trying to get to. Uh, if I say I have a truck and I say I can give everybody a lift to a polling station that is five, six kilometers away, maybe even 10 kilometers away, uh, is that necessarily vote buying or is it just a suspicion? Because if you say, as you say, there's a history of of this kind of thing.
2: So um, in terms of to transporting people in general, it's 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 not an illegal practice. If I may put it, it's not so much about it's,
1: what, whether it's li- illegal or not. This is it something that you raise to say that it's something that is of concern. i just wanted to understand if there is and if there is consideration for that sort of explanation.
2: The problem around transporting uh, citizens to polling stations comes when that transport
1: itself is tied to um, a particular electoral outcome. Yes, so, but what I said earlier, I gave yes. the example. I want to move on from this quickly. It's just to get a get an indication yes, so from. That so is. what I'm saying, like for example, in the uh, I gave the example of the United States, yes. where Mayor Bloomberg says, if you're a Democrat and you want to go and vote, I'm giving lifts to people who want to go and vote. So my question would be, would it be a, therefore classified as a form of uh, manipulation if somebody said? Even if they said outright, if you want to go and vote, and you and uh, I'm I'm giving people for my particular party, whichever it is, left to go and vote because you want people to pitch up and vote.
2: So, in in terms of political parties, there's no necessarily a problem around it. The issue comes when you're now taking advantage of um, the vulnerable communities, when you're taking advantage of those who have not necessarily tied themselves or aligned themselves with a particular party and then you use that tool as a means to
1: ensure a favorable political outcome in about 10 minutes we'll have a conversation and give the right of reply for the Zimbabwe Electric Commission spokesperson, Jasper Mangwana, who will join us over the phone to uh, answer some of these things. Some of the things are worrying if you're sitting at home to say, Uh, wherever you are, please tell us if you voted in the election and tell us uh, how the experience was. Are these some of the concerns... Uh, that you expressed or some of the issues that you met or maybe for you uh, like some people I saw on twitter so like the, it took like 5 minutes 4 minutes especially people in harare here so we now we talked about violence uh the it, it, the outside the uh, the north we talked about binga uh, as well as um Mutasa and so forth. Were there any indications from like Cholocho, maybe Wulawayo and other places like that?
2: Um, So in in, in these particular areas, uh, what we witnessed was a general uh, low voter turnout as well, which affected the by-elections themselves. And this can be attributed to um, low voter education, the increasing apathy, which is a consequence of... uh, disputed elections in the past which is a consequence of the lack of implementation of necessary reforms to ensure um, that public perception in in elections increases so I think these are mainly some of the issues that we noted in all the constituencies that had uh, that had uh, by elections and I think another issue that we noted as well was turned away voters so There was a high number of turned away voters, especially in the early mornings where some polling stations had over 10% to 20% of their voters uh, or of prospective voters, if I might say, being turned away. And this, uh, this was a very concerning issue because it comes back to the credibility of the voters' role and the allegations that people were being you know, people's polling stations and wards were being changed without their consent. So these are certain; these are some of the issues that we highlighted um, over the course of the observation process. And I think, especially touching on the issue around turned away voters, there were those who were turned away inside the polling station, which were noted. However, we noted a large number of people who self-turned away when they couldn't find their names on polling stations outside. I mean, on the voters' roll fixed outside the polling stations. And I think this is another issue which we highlighted in our report, and we shall raise or submit the report with the Electoral
1: Commission. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. This is a question for Zek. For Zek uh, will be uh, with us at, in, in about 10 minutes, but I'm going to go back to what you said about uh, low voter turnout. Is there any indication that there was particularly low voter turnout in this by-election compared to other by-elections, Or is it a pattern? Some people say there's a pattern that by-elections in Zimbabwe don't really get that sort of um, turnout?
2: Uh, Generally, by-elections always um, have low voter turnout. However, we were hopeful that uh, there will be an increased voter turnout due to the number of by-elections that were being conducted, which was generally coined as a general mini-election. We were hopeful that uh, voter turnout would increase because of the interest around the political environment leading up to the by-election. So as the ERC, we are concerned with the low voter turnout because this has been an issue which is affecting not only by-elections but um, the participation in electoral processes leading up to the by-elections, for example, voter registration. So there's a need to um, harness all um, efforts, including the Electoral Commission, with support from civil society organizations and political parties, where we make concerted efforts to ensure that citizens are, are actually given the opportunity
1: or the knowledge to participate in these by-elections. But then the question I would ask, if I'm sitting and watching more of this, isn't this up to the political parties to try and get as many of their supporters to come and vote, and not necessarily up to ERC or... Or Zekin, for that matter, to try and mobilise people to come and vote for them.
2: Um, constitutionally, our democracy is is, is based on
1: citizen participation. No, no, I understand yes. that. So but ultimately, would it not be uh, in my interest if, say, I was a candidate for, say, ZFM Stereo, if it was an electoral area, to try and get as many people to come and vote, uh, as opposed to saying no, it's because the person who's running the election. Did not get many people to come and register to vote or vote for that matter
2: so in terms of um election day it may be it may be the duty of uh political parties however elections cannot be taken in isolation they are connected to every other socioeconomic activity and issue that arises in zimbabwe it emanates from an election so it's the civic duty of every citizen to ensure that we all participate in the elections we all participate in the socio-economic and political development of our country and this starts by registering to vote and no, participating i get that and, and uh, okay relations. so
1: i'll give back again the example of of democracies where the, even in south africa and even in, in the united states where there was a drive for people go and register go and register and most of that was being spearheaded by political parties to try and get their supporters to go and get registered, so that they could vote for them, because it's all very well attending rallies and doing all sorts of things and being part of the of, of euphoria, and then come voting day, you're not even registered, forever. or maybe on the voting day. I cast back to that uh, issue that was uh, that I raised about uh, Bloomberg, saying some people might just feel I wake up that day and I don't feel like going to vote and also some people might just wake up uh, just might just decide i've got an event that i want to attend instead and so therefore a political party decide to go decides to go out of its way to bus people to go and get registered i know that word bus <laughs> triggers a lot of people in zimbabwe but isn't it i, I asked this question shouldn't some or a large part of 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 the mobilization be put into the hands of those who are running for public office as opposed to always say public as uh, much as civic society and zek and so forth i meant to do it ultimately the guys who are f- football players need to get football players onto the pitch i'm mean, a football teams need to get football players on the pitch
2: so unfortunately what we witness in zimbabwe is there is a restriction on open participation in democratic processes um, Opposition political parties don't necessarily have the platforms to openly participate, openly engage with citizens in ensuring that they participate in electoral processes. Um, And I think this is an issue that needs to be addressed when actually, um, as you said, ensuring that political parties and their candidates are the ones who are primarily... um, mobilizing citizens to register to vote, mobilizing citizens to participate in elections. So the the restrictions that are placed on free participation, on open participation in elections, is actually um, affecting the number of citizens who participate in these processes. And this is where civil society organizations like the ERC come in because we will seek to fill the void where political parties are failing to um, adequately mobilize their citizens to uh, participate in in elections.
1: Do we have actual numbers for people who voted compared to registered voters?
2: Also, uh, generally, uh, vote in, in Mutasa South, for example, voted. In, I mean,
1: in general. In
2: general, do vote, we have
1: the percentage vote for those who are registered? Well, who are if not actual numbers? Percentages of of people who voted compared to those who actually voted.
2: So, voter turnout for the by-elections was around thirty-five uh, percent. Which is um as I said, an indication of the lack of will of citizens to participate in these processes. So yeah, the voter turnout generally was around thirty five percent in all um identified constituencies.
1: Oh seven three one one six eight zero four five. Uh a message there says the other cause for less people coming to vote is because most of us are working and we are not e- we're not even given off days to go and cast our votes. So I'm guessing for something like a by-election like this, this, it would be difficult to say, hey, uh, let's have a a holiday. I mean, this one's probably one of those an exception to the rule where there are so many seats up for grabs. But normally it's usually like two seats there, three seats there. But uh, this is something that somebody said. How do you think that... I know this being an exceptional situation, but how would you deal with that if, say, I come from... Uh, Mutasa South and it's the only by election that exists at that time what do you how do do you work around that one
2: while um, while I understand the need to ensure that um, businesses and corporations run they are voting in elections is a a constitutional right it's a right that um, is foundational to our democracy and as the ERC we call on all corporates we call on businesses to ensure that they award um, their work is an opportunity to actually participate in, in elections. Uh, we call on all corporates, um, no matter what level of election is available, to allow citizens or their workers the time
1: to actually go um, and vote. Uh, yeah. Okay, so before we take a quick break, and which we'll then come back with the ZEC spokesperson, Jasper Mangwana, uh, I want to ask... Um, what do you take of the handling of the election by by Zik? uh what's your assessment and having looked at 2018 are there, have there been some improvements
2: um I, I think the biggest improvement since the 2018 election has been the placing of um or the fixing of the voters role outside polling stations this has um this has ensured that our citizens are able to inspect the voters' role before um, the by-elections because the voters' role is placed uh, 48 hours before um, the by election And I think this is the greatest step that the Electoral Commission has taken since um, the 2018 uh, harmonized elections. And generally, the administration of elections um, in, in these by-elections was fair. However, there are certain improvements that need to be implemented. Um, There are certain administrative changes that need to be implemented to ensure that the 2023 uh, harmonized elections are free, fair, and credible.
1: Well, I always like uh, someone to say there's something right that's happening. It always gets a bit depressing if you're sitting and you're just thinking, okay, nothing's going right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we will have the uh, Zimbabwe Electoral Commission uh, spokesperson Jasper Mangwana to answer some of the questions you have raised on, on WhatsApp and also some of the issues that have been raised, uh, raised rather by Takunda Tsunga from the Election Resource Centre here in the studio. It's ZFM Stereo, my station, your station, the hottest radio in town. The puppet tinder when i you make me feel free
0: you make me feel high you make me feel free tinder when i'm here my little puppet and it shone in me the
1: man del puppet tinder when now, you make me feel free you make me feel high you make me feel free
0: Step up and speak out.
1: The station is still ZFM Stereo, my station, your station, the hottest radio in town. And uh, we are talking about the aftermath of the by-elections, the post-mortem, as we've been calling it, of the by-election. Bi- uh, in the first uh, 30 or so minutes, we talked to Takudat was the Election Resource Center uh, uh, Legal and Advocacy Officer. Now we're going to speak to the Zimbabwe Electrical Commission spokesperson, Jasper Mangwana. Thank you very much for joining us on the phone. Thank you so much. Uh, good evening, Zimbabwe so there's a couple of issues that have been raised up but what I want to start off with is uh, to, if you can give us your assessment on the March 26 by elections
0: thank you so much I think maybe well, the, the, the elections went on very well I think we've also lessons to learn from there I think we need to improve on our education uh, and also voter registration for people to understand and know the processes and what is involved in there however we also used need to check in our advice, um, uh, display and also to see things are moving on very well. These are some of the lessons that we learned on this uh, past uh, experience. But however, the by-election went on very well. I think if it came in and voted. Of course, we've got a 35% in terms of what it out for the National Assembly. We then noticed uh, in terms of the it turned out for the local authorities. But at the commission, however, the environment was generally peaceful, and I think it worked very well. Some incidents here and there, but I think we were in for so, so that we, we we put out what is expected. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, those won they won uh, those they, they learned
1: and uh, to move on. You mentioned the specific to say is are lessons that you've learned from the by-election. What are some of those lessons that you've learned?
0: Uh, the need for us to really put on a little bit education to educate our people in terms of by election Know that uh, when, what what is the issue around the water flow closure on by-election, and also maybe make noise about people utilizing the existing water inspecting uh, the facilities or platforms that have been provided by the commission. Those are some of the issues that we also need to, to push to, to to the people. There. And maybe also um, maybe here and there we 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 we're not receiving a lot of formal complaints. A lot of people think when they write something on social media, it's a complaint that has been taken to the commission, I expect the commission to act in maybe areas where the commission is not directly involved. So these are some of the issues that we also need to educate people. They need to see something on social media. Mm-hmm. If you are aware that it's too much but however, there are a lot of investigations and issues required the debate. As the we can't deny you nor know, admit that year really we need to, 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 to investigate or look into this. But if you have a common complaint with the commission, then the commission can then, you know, delegate to the respective and relevant institutions to assist in that aspect.
1: Okay, so uh, while we're still on that topic, before I move on to the rest of the other issues, is it how does one lay complaints uh, with the commission?
0: the right formally to the commission for instance we have our MPLs who schools in most cases the people that are affected as the political players they, they know very well the procedures that are provided for the law, they're not happy with this. this is how you raise it to the commission. And if you write to the commission, some of the issues, you know, if need the commission, some of the issues you can actually uh, go direct to the public. Me, some of the issues can you know, go directly to, you know, direct to the human rights committee. And also to, to notify the public that on this one, we also partnered with the Makeup Peace and Reconciliation Commission, and they were doing a lot of outreach programs in areas where we are to want to take, you know, they collaborate with some of these issues. These, these are some of the issues that I think, if there's any issue to do with me, they also are. The, 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 the Media Monitoring Committee. For instance, I'll tell you that we never received any complaint on the Media Monitoring uh, Committee from any of the stakeholders contained in these past dilations formally. we never received anything, but we actually it's a statement as the Zimbabwe, as the Zimbabwe Media Monitoring committee, co- committee to say we, we, we note these issues in the, the, the public broadcast, not these issues on the private media, can we try to ask them, put in, it in, in, here and there in the literature so that people have you know, equal coverage according to the schedule that we have. i don't encourage the political players utilize the slots that were give it. these are some of the issues that have been happening during this time.
1: And speaking of uh, reports did you ever receive such reports because we've heard reports of vote buying and violence that happened across the country uh, pre-election and were there any during the election?
0: Uh, I think uh, the one that we did, the report that we got I think it was the issue from on, on the, um, the voters role because it the high court but also issues to do with the voter with the ballot paper design. I think came from a political party and we, we responded to such... However, we haven't received formally to say, maybe we will get them from the Zimbabwe Republic Police in terms of violence. But from the Commission side, we haven't got anything written formally to say. Uh, I, I am a candidate and I want to uh, raise my, my, my complaint in this way so that the Commission can relate to the relevant issues and to look into that. If it requires Zimbabwe human rights, it, it requires Zimbabwe Republic Police. It causes so that when the investigations are done, there is they need for them to set up electoral courts to ensure that you address the issue, that is done.
1: So uh, let's say for example, there's allegations that in uh, Gokwe, Nembodia uh, a candidate for triple C was assaulted by a supporter of uh, PF after he informed the presiding officer at the, uh, Tsungai polling station that uh, the ruling party activists intimidating uh, potential voters uh, outside the polling stations. Would that require the candidate's concern to f- to formally bring a report or is it something that can be flagged through the system given something that is brought before the presiding officer of, of the polling station who obviously is embedded within uh, ZEC.
0: you know what these issues wherever, wherever it is raised we can properly to the commission the commission can respond the request investigation because wherever there's an issue there's a complainant when the, compl- the president was uh, directly involved with that to say, I'm the complainant to this matter. And when the complainant is done, there are issues to do with investigation and prosecution to ensure that uh, this thing is actually looked at. And if they wait for uh, the court to come in and make a uh, uh, judgment that, who uh, are going to say, this act, uh, uh, when you really are in prison, was agreed, the investigations are done, the prosecutions are done, and the judgment is done. Then you'll be okay because in every issues for the complainant and the was a great to be able to go and report. I- I'm not so sure about what you're talking about because I personally, the of the commission, I haven't got that report.
1: So, then what do you say about allegations that then people say that a lot of people are being turned away? Uh, there's a lot of assisted voting in places like Binga North and Mutasa South that have been flagged by organizations such as ERC and ZSESN that some of these things were taking place. Are you saying that these can only be investigated if they are brought up by? Uh, by certain organizations or people, or the ZEC itself does not have systems that flag and say, okay, look, there's a polling station that has gotten 300 people out of 500 uh, turned away today. There must be something wrong.
0: Look at it. Uh, Where are they turned away? Are they turned away
1: in the polling station? They're turned away from voting because in in some instances, the the, uh, uh, issues that were being told is that discovering that their names have been moved to a different polling station and things of that nature.
0: That's a, that's a different issue altogether. Because, you know what, the voters were closed on different, on different dates, number one, number two, other people transferred. But someone is say that my name is not appearing on this polling station. Remember, we've got polling stations which can have three polling points, maybe some polling station, For instance, Safara Heights may have three polling points, and I don't think someone will be turned away because... You couldn't find the name on polling on point A when the person on polling point B. That's a different issue. And there's someone coming inside to to register to vote when their name is transferred after the closure of the voter's vote. That person is not able to vote. Because there's no way his name or her name is on the voter's roll. Vote. So that person is not eligible to vote because they transferred when the voter's vote closed. They remember, some of the voter's rolls vote for local authorities closed because around 2020, 2021. 20, 20, so if you registered yourself in 2021, 20, Vote when the local authority are there is already risen. you can't be able to vote if you, you register yourself after 8, 8 January 2022. You're not eligible to vote, so these are some of the issues that need. And where the committee need to say, Hi, my name is John Shoko, I'm, I'm Larry Kura, and I'm supposed to be voting at Mount Pleasant, but my name is Say. Can the commission we can my name is not to but our any we can talk about the, the commission can actually investigate and sure see where the issues are. But however, this generalization is very difficult for the commission to come up and say yes or not, because uh, these reasons for being away some with no voting, no uh, driver's license when you're supposed to bring a valid a, a, a national ID or a valid passport. But these were not brought in. So these are some of the issues that are there. We have away the people they can only account to those that were changed away. Even the policy take say your name is not there or because of a, a- B- C- reason and the commission not those down to say we turned away so many people because you are not in the voter through or because uh, we, re- we redirected you to the correct voters we have to take it because some of the policy in the way of the name for people to be directed in the area. That's the reason why we educate our people to ensure that they neutralize the USD code status to check their voter registration as well as the important. Remember a lot of things that have been happening, people have been transparent. If you look at our B phase one, you, you see that almost two-thirds of the total the chances are two-thirds of the new registration means the people are transferring you also look at the people have been talking about because of that the commission has to look at the threshold it has a threshold of 1,000 uh, people voting the police station so at times we really need to assign this police station and see how it works because we advertise them spend one day before polling day. And also, the committee did display the names of the people on the voters' road outside this police station for three days during this election. So, we, uh, we're assuming that we we'll get yourself in taking any day just in case maybe you don't have the internet or just in case you don't have the mobile phone.
1: Oh seven three one one six eight zero four five. I've got a WhatsApp message here. The ZEC staff told me to search for my name on the papers that were uh, stuck on the walls. Uh, for me, that was kind of disturbing. Is it my duty to look for my name, or it's theirs? That's a that's a listener that is asking. Thank you
0: so much, what I would take is Thank you. When 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 they got inside, the 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 officer did not. Find the name on the photo so that they that they have the voter that they have inside, or they looked for the name and they could not find it and then they referred them outside. So the two issues. Because usually issue what you do is when you get there they check. On the name inside the voting boards when you, when you, these things are written in alphabetical order, the paper is so easy. And even the, the names on the wall, they are so easy because they also are arranged in alphabetical order. However, if that, uh, you complain that maybe one of all because who was conducting the election that you say go out and look at uh, the outside there before they you into, into the voters what they have." that would be very an unfortunate event. But however, we always encourage the, the voters to do to inspect their voter registration so that it's easy for them when they get to the polling station.
1: So just to be clear, when I go to vote on the voting days, not uh, ZEC policy for ZEC staff to tell me to go and look for my name on the wall.
0: What you usually recommend you to do, just, just like you do when you come to register the vote, you get yourself a slip That is written in your polling station, your, 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 your word, your constituency, your, uh, your province. This is the information that you convince you start from somewhere. Because at the end of the day, you register to vote in Manical and then going to Arar and say, I want to see my name. Can you look for my name? It wouldn't make any sense. It's also good for the voters to actually reduce, you know, the wait for our elected officers to ensure that at least there's some way to start from that. I know that I'm registered with this politician, which is where i voted last time, or oh, i the transcript to this, and i even said to start to sit twice, and this is the details that are coming, so this is the politician that I'm going to. You know, in terms of policy, we think, But the reason is because we now what we are voting is police station specific. So what you need to really hold on to is the police station.
1: So there has been talking about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the way that opposition, there are a couple of opposition people that complained about how they were able to campaign or not get access to campaign, uh, campaigning uh, places like the aforementioned, uh, before mentioned Lino Masarada and other minor parties as well as major parties. Uh, that the the campaign level, uh, uh, playing field was not level during the uh, d- before the elections. Uh, what does the commission say about uh, in with respect to that?
0: Thank you so much. I think if you look at the the it provides the multi party which committee, we start, uh, we on this that's actually even launched the national one chaired by Jesse Kumba, and we also have it cascaded to provinces' consequences and this field. To show that whatever the problem in terms of how they are campaigning and how they are in their manifestos some of the issues can be resolved today. However, it's basically that uh, maybe uh, the environment is not uh, clear because for your information, the Electoral Commission commission does not uh, arrange uh, campaigns or grant campaigns. They go in campaigns, and to the parties to to, 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 to to identify where they need to go in campaigns. And also, not to say the according to the legal framework of this country. They want to be in this area. If they agree with the court, actually, they make sure that they can overturn that judgment. As a commission, we are not the court. We are not able to say we can go there, you can go you can go there, go there because we uh, we don't know the reasons of what what's happening in those areas. But however, uh, to be honest with you, we will take it to our NPLC reports and the meetings that were happening, in such issues if they were there, how they were resolved, maybe, maybe it might be at to what level it might be at district level, but maybe at national level we couldn't we didn't get any of a uh, complaint to say that we having AD communities assistance from the commission. side.
1: And then also, there's a side development of an electoral officer from the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education, who collapsed and died at the police station in Bindura. Are you privy to information as to what happened there?
0: Not as yet. It was really an unfortunate event. We we say that we It was a state development. We lost that officer. It's a state development. And we are yet to receive the full report on the actual cause of death.
1: Okay, we also hope, uh, hope they are so rest in peace, rather. Uh, the next question I want to ask you is what, Do you have the actual numbers of people who voted compared to those who registered to vote?
0: I, I can only give this statistics for the National Assembly at the moment because the voter turnout uh, was about 35%. I don't know the numbers, but I know the percentage is 35%. For those that were eligible to vote in the National Assembly election, 35% of them really turned out to vote.
1: Okay, so uh, before we, we, we round off, I've still got uh, uh, Takunda Tsunga from the Election Resource Center. My question to, to you, Takunda, is what's your take on the handling of the by-election by Zek? And to finish off, I'm going uh, to ask Commissioner Mangwana to give us his uh, response to that.
2: Um, well, thank you, Larry. I think... On election day, the handling of, of the by-election can be noted and commended. Uh, uh, the Electoral Commission can be commended for their handling of the election on on election day. However, um, questions still arise around the handling of the pre-election environment, which um, we will continue to engage with the Electoral Commission on.
1: Are there any particular issues that you say you'd like to respond to him at the moment?
2: Um, formally, we will uh, seek to engage with the Electoral Commission on the issues around the voters' role.
1: Okay, so, uh, Jasper Mwana, y- your thoughts on that? Thank you so
0: much. I will agree up this because these are the stakeholders that we have with the most of them material but we want to put it clear that uh, the Commission gave the voters' vote to all participating candidates and political parties in January, where, after the nomination court. And uh, the complaints that we still were not really major issues to look at the complaints, because our voters were very different, local authority are the day the vacancy arises, and for the, the national assembly, uh, closing, you know, uh, two days after the proclamation. Uh, and if that complaints come from there, we would we'd be willing to, to do what they say and see how we can assist to ensure sure that uh, the electoral process can be improved to suit the requirements of, for, of the people that we work with. However, we also want to really, you know, challenge the political parties to do you know, uh, more to assist the commission in both educating their, you know, their supporters on real issues that they can understand and ensure that maybe when we come into by-elections the way also of the law and how they're supposed to engage on voter uh, registration and other things. Even other issues that I tell you is that people actually excited and started posting their mugged volunteer on social media, which is actually an electoral fence uh, to make a statement as a the commission. These are some of the issues that we actually wanted to raise and also some some, some social media videos, you know, on Earth, is the primary in high school, which where by a, a candidate and their agents, we're actually interrupting, you know, something an electoral officer to conduct the duty and actually moving around and saying, this is, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, is that, is that started duty? When, when it's not like that, because that person was actually doing according to, to to the law. How can we read uh, 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 where in the morning everything is pledged before the urgent law? You know, These are the ballots we received. And this is the ballot box where you are going to be voted. The, 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 the process is quickly, clean and transparent. So, we also want to aid the political parties and, and, and political players to actually let the Commission do its job. We have issues. Let's try to engage and uh, talk about them in a, in a very uh, good manner to show that we contribute to the development of like the process. Before
1: we go, I've been, you go, I mean, you will know that uh, the, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission is has suffers from, in as far as confidence in the public, so from your assessment, what you, how can you give people the confidence that some of the things you say you work on and the lessons you've learned will be worked on and that by the end, by the next election, they will be sorted out?
0: Well, what I will say is that I think it's important for us to really be a massive uh, showcase in terms of the work the Commission does. For instance, now we intend to call all the election agents. For parties who participated in this election, Do you know what they seen on the ground. Because when I moved in, I myself, the information, every observer was, every, every agent was happy with the observers of what they've been seeing. If you look at the number of observers that uh, we had on this by election, I think around 1,000 something, we need to hear that in terms of the electoral process to see how it was. Uh, these are some of the issues. A lot of political parties are free to engage with the Commission on any issues that uh, unprofessional for them to keep up emotions and issues that they haven't. Sort of clarification of, because what they would get at the end of the day, they discredit the work of the committee and, they, and, and, they, and why, why are they are the beneficiaries of this electoral process. So at the end of the day, how do you intend to benefit of the process that they discredit? we also we calling out the political players to ensure that let them engage, you know, professionally with the commission on issues before they you know, public, a lot of sentiments into the public uh, without clarification from the commission. Because in that way, to actually build confidence from the people that are supposed to vote for them, for them to ensure that, they they are maybe they get into the power as councillors or as MPs. That's another thing that we also want to say because elections are very sensitive. So all stakeholders have a role to play to ensure that they are peaceful and also they are transparent.
1: Chas Bamangwana, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission spokesperson thank you very much for joining us uh, and uh, all the best and at the same time, Takunda Atwinga from the uh, Election Resource Centre thank you very much for joining us uh, it's now 28 minutes past the hour of uh, 8 o'clock and uh, coming up now is Chila with our story uh, otherwise take care of yourself and the people that you love, stay, stay and keep uh, tuned to ZFM Stereo and as I say from where I come from, así my name is Lada Kira-Lade. goodbye